a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. Today, I'm very lucky to be joined by Stacey Harmon. It's great to have you back again, Stacey. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. I'm really excited today because we're going to be diving into some of the apps you use on a routine basis, also about sort of your daily routine as well. Um, You were on, uh, for those listening along, curious uh, and want to dive back into the podcast, uh, you were episode 38 and we talked a a lot about the Evernote conversation at the time, um, which we were just chatting before. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so it's great to have you back and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, our conversation. Uh, please do introduce yourself, though, for those who are, who are not sure who you are. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I'm Stacy Harmon, and my company, Harmon Enterprises, solves your productivity problems with Evernote. I'm Although I'm not employed by Evernote, I am an Evernote certified consultant and an Evernote regional leader, and I use Evernote as my primary dashboard and uh, software tool to manage my, my life, both my business and my my personal life. So uh, all Evernote all the time, and we show other people how they can benefit from this very deep and powerful tool as well. Fantastic. And obviously Evernote's been a hot topic on the channel just because I've <laughs> finished yes. making that apology video. <laughs> I heard. So yeah, this is perfect because um, <laughs> Stacey's going to not only be talking about Evernote on the today's podcast, but we're also going to do a 10 Evernote hacks where Stacey will talk about some of the favorite recommendations she's have for Evernote users. So that will be on the YouTube channel. Um, and, and I also recommend checking out uh, some of Stacey's courses, um, especially the tax one. So I'll include those in the link in description. Uh, brilliant. So Stacey, are you up for sharing some of the tools that you use? I am. This is so fun. I never talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> I always just talk. I mean, it's not going to be a surprise to you that Evernote's my primary software tool. Nah, but yeah, I, I can... like to go beyond that is fun for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, when you're ready, dive in. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I look at it, I I took a really logical approach to this, which wouldn't surprise you, but I mean, there's the foundations to what I've got to be productive. Like just to set the stage, I'm self-employed and I work from home or from anywhere that I am. So I, I'm very mobile in where I, where I work from. And so my tools support that. Right. And having my life centralized in Evernote was a key part of that. It's what enabled me to be able to work from anywhere. At one point I went, oh my gosh, I have a job where I can work from anywhere. Why am I not? Right? So I enjoy travel and I've structured my life and my tools to support that passion and that interest. So uh, from a strict hardware perspective, I run, uh, I work off a MacBook Pro primarily with an external hard drive at my home office. Uh, I don't travel with that though. And I, I make sure that I have power and bandwidth <laughs> in every possible way. So I've got like a whole gigabyte of home internet access and unlimited data with my carrier. And uh, I'm rarely far from a power outlet. So <laughs> those are kind of the basics uh, with my software tools being Evernote as my primary dashboard to manage my life. And uh, I'm also a Gmail uh, and Google Apps user. So I'd say those are kind of the structural software foundations uh, of where I am. My iPhone is also important in my world, uh, which gives me 
you know, the ability to manage and maintain my life from uh, wherever I am, uh, even if I'm not sitting at my desk. Fantastic. And can I just sort of dig a little bit deeper into your Evernote use? Um, Obviously, uh, some people tend to go with like a task manager or something like that. Is there a way that you manage tasks or projects inside of Evernote? Yes, I manage both inside of Evernote. So I'm a little unique uh, in that I kind of bend Evernote to be a task manager. Uh, I am, uh, and so I use Evernote as not only a reference and storage cabinet, but also a project manager, a process manager, and a task manager. So everything for me is done within Evernote using uh, David Allen's GTD philosophy. Fantastic. And in terms of the specific features, do you use um, some of the reminders function checkboxes to help organize those tasks? So lists are a very important part of my system and the checkboxes and bullet points, typically a combination of those are important. Uh, I am not a big user of reminders. So I have a I have an adaptation of David Allen's tickler file that is fairly manual in nature that manages my daily tasks. Uh, I really enjoy and have found over time and it's stood the test of time actually. I've been doing it for many, many years now uh, that the manual nature of having to select, which tasks I'm going to do on a particular day and literally cut and paste them uh, as opposed to automatically roll them over keeps me focused on what it is that is most important. Uh, and it's it's a really uh, very strong, uh, I, I'm working constantly to hold to David Allen's uh, purest GTD principles in that regard and focus on what matters to me uh, using all parts of his system within Evernote. Yeah, definitely. It, it's such a, a powerful system once activated. And um, we were obviously uh, meant to meet at the GTD Summit, but um, someone got ill. <laughs> so we weren't able to. Uh, yeah, it was it was me. Um, so we weren't able to the film the video that we had planned. Um, but I, I was actually curious when obviously GTD is such a fundamental thing that you learn. And, and we talked about it last time on the podcast. Um, but I didn't actually sort of dig into when you first discovered it. Well, I, I'm not sure I did dig into it. Um, w- when was that time that you first uh, came across GTD and, and began implementing it? So that's a great question. I uh, I first found it when I transitioned from being an employee to being self-employed. Mm-hmm. And that was a rocky transition for me. I, it was not going well mentally. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out. I couldn't focus. I would, I, you've probably seen, I have a lot of, I have long hair. <laughs> it takes a long time to blow dry it. And I couldn't even finish blow drying my hair without stopping and running to my computer to try to like log something or, or work on something. It was like spiraling out of control. Like really, I was almost having panic attacks, et cetera. And I had a really smart friend say, Stacy, stop what you're doing and read this book. And it was David Allen's Getting Things Done. And the second I started reading it, I had peace because mm. when I was an employed person, I I was I've always been organized, but mm. what I did was what a lot of what David had articulated in his book and he yet he provided a greater context for it uh, and system for it that that 
reminded me about what I was doing that kind of kept me sane when I was employed. And by that time, I was already an Evernote user. So as I was reading the book, it was just popping out at me how perfect a tool Evernote was to support a GTD practice. So they kind of blended together at that point. 100%. And and how long was that go roughly? Uh, That was like 2009, 2010. Oh, brilliant. So you've been like solid 10 years into the the GTD experience and and it's obviously changed the way you've worked, right? It completely changed my life. Like my life pivoted at that point. Um, When I developed my GTD workflow, it was one of the the catalysts for me saying, I've got to get around other people that understand how powerful this Evernote tool is. And that's what led me to fly up to the Evernote user conference. Uh, Mm. I was living in California at the time, so it was a pretty easy flight. And I went up to their user conference and started just hanging out with Evernote folks. And that led to me becoming an Evernote ambassador. And I was their GTD ambassador for a while, which actually led to me showing my GTD deployment in Evernote directly to David Allen uh, through a a screen share uh, webcast uh, early on, uh, like in 2011, I think. They hadn't even done their GTD uh, setup guide yet for Evernote. They were looking at it. And so they wanted to see kind of what I did. So I I have this like fantasy that I influenced the guide. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I I think you probably did. You were definitely an early adopter. Because I, I think I must have uh, started using Evernote in 2011. So yeah, you you were definitely. I think I remember seeing some of your work when I was about 17. So it, it definitely influenced a lot of the way that I was doing. So <laughs> thank you, Stacey. Um, going back to the, I'm feeling the, really old right now. By the way, not really old. <laughs> Obviously, you mentioned there the the tasks and the project side of stuff. I'm just curious how you use Evernote to manage events, or or do you typically go through Google Calendar? So I have a I have a whole GTD workflow in my Evernote account, which I actually call Everdone, and it defines out as part of that. Uh, types of tasks, right? Um, And categories of appointments. And so there is a split between my calendar and what's kept in Evernote. And it's very true to what David teaches in his book. So I call category one tasks, things that have a date and a time. And if those things have a date and a time, they go on my calendar and I protect my calendar like gold. So I don't put anything that's not date and time oriented that would be just like a general task on my calendar. But my calendar is an essential part of how I plan my day. It is probably, you know, I'll sit down at my computer and I'll open Evernote, but then the very first thing I'll open is Chrome and figure out my, pull up my calendar at the same time. So they're sitting side by side for me. Yeah. So I'm looking at what the hard landscape is with my calendar And those are my dates and times. And then within Evernote on my daily task note, I have the things that need to be done and I've committed to doing on a particular day on that given day, but are not necessarily time sensitive, you know, so I I might need to work on, on an email, but it doesn't have to happen at 2 PM. It can happen in between those pockets of my, my, that are open on my calendar. Mm, that makes total sense. And I manage that within Evernote. 
Yeah. So it's it's all it's all contained uh, very nicely in Evernote. And and when when you look at like a day um, in the life of Stacy, um, what does that look like? A typical day. So I'm not sure that I, I think I love the fact that my life is structured, that I don't have necessarily a typical day and just like kind of <laughs> ebb and flow with whatever is of interest. Like I, I, I try to travel once a month, so that can really throw a wrench in like a typical kind of a day. But, mm. you know, I like to, I'm an early riser. I like to work in the morning. I'm probably up by six and I'll sit down at my computer and start. Um, I usually have, I also use a Pomodoro technique quite extensively to create uh, time blocking and areas of focus, times of focus. And I'll start the day with one to two Pomodoros of email processing. I keep inbox zero. So I'm always looking at kind of what came in overnight and how, what I need to answer to get back to people that day. Uh, and then I'll work for a chunk of time if I, if I've got the time. And, uh, I have always, uh, I always try to schedule out weekly, uh, think mm -hmm. other calendar items like date and times of importance, like going to the gym or meeting up with friends or family and, uh, and keeping a balance. So I let the calendar dictate where my windows of time are for working. Uh, yeah. My strongest time just in terms of my biology tends to be in the first half of the day. Uh, and uh, that tends to be how I work. Fantastic. And, and do you ever explore like um, the sort of daily themes that other sort of people talk about the, you know, potentially batching on, on a certain day of, of a certain task? Typically not. Uh, I think that that strategy has a lot of merit, but I haven't found that it, it suits how I work best. I'm more working on one project and then the next project. So my work tends to be very project oriented. And so I go sequentially project to project as opposed to batching it. Fantastic. And the the book side of stuff, I'm I'm curious at what sort of books you're reading at the moment, because obviously it's, that'd be really fantastic to hear. So I'm a big fan of Audible. It's one of my um, it's one of my ways I actually can consume books. Uh, so uh, the, I'm listening like right now to Brene Brown, <laughs> some of her her books. I mean, I find a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, I love business books, but I'm not, I don't consume a lot of books, um, but I do use Audible to kind of fill in the gaps. And then, you know, that David Allen just released actually a workbook. So that happens to be a physical book that I, I'm pursuing at the moment, uh, watching, you know, seeing how he's teaching uh, getting things done in a, in a workbook format. Yeah. It's, um, it, it arrived yesterday for me and it's, it looks really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, are you the sort of person that won't write in like biro in the book? You're like the pencil person where you don't want to damage the book. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, it wouldn't be unlike me to buy two copies of the book so that I could mark one up, but because <sighs> I teach GTD, you know, within Evernote, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I am interested in retaining it. Like I had that thought conversation about, okay, I need to scan these pages. <laughs> yeah. Take a screenshot <laughs> first. Right. Although I, I, I'm working my way through the book and probably writing in it will, will win over in the end. Yeah, definitely. The, um, the, uh, the, the final question I had to ask you was, uh, obviously, I wasn't able to go to the GTD Summit, but for those who, who weren't able to attend as well, um, what were the sort of key takeaways for you that you felt 
that you could apply to your system? Because obviously you're, you're quite a, a experienced GTD um, implementer, implementer if that's the right word. Um, and 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 I guess it'd be important to hear what you took away from the event. Well, the event was a lot of uh, different uh, people from different slices and walks of life talking about how they uh, are able to accomplish you know, what they accomplish as a result of deploying GTD. So it was really interesting to just see like that cross section of people mm. um, and then talk about kind of some of the uh, science between uh, behind um, uh, some of the science behind like habit formation uh Etc. was really interesting as well. I didn't take away much adaptation to my system, actually. Uh, it wasn't a lot of tactical use uh, in terms of that. It was more, um, it was just more informational about how people are using, you know, what people are accomplishing as a result of deploying GTD in their life. Yeah. And the, a lot of kind of the science around habit formation and why GTD works. Yeah. And and the thing is, uh, I guess a lot of it was use cases that you can apply in the future, like getting a bit of inspiration, right? Uh, I thought so. I mean, I, I found a lot of the speakers really were just discussing what their personal results were mm. as a result of, you know, what their use case was. If they're a doctor in the ER, like what her tools were that she was carrying around, or they had a musician there and yeah. he performed for us. So these kinds of... Uh, diversity of use cases, but we didn't necessarily see their systems yeah. or learn about what tools they were using. So um, it was, that wasn't necessarily the focus. My key takeaway uh, was a lot about, I felt like David was almost passing the torch uh, yeah. to the next generation of GTD advocates. Yeah. And, and they were all, you know, the majority of them were in that room, uh, people who are really excited about what the methodology can do. And uh, also, it was fascinating to hear one of my key takeaways, Mike Williams, he does, he's uh, one of the co-authors of the GTD for Teens. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. really just like the diversification of the philosophy and how it's reaching different age brackets. Mm. And I was so impacted by uh, a college age uh a woman who had grown up with GTD because her dad co-authored the book <laughs> and or you know has been involved in the GTD methodology forever and how how starkly different her awareness of what she could accomplish was by the time she got to college and got around other people who didn't have GTD as their yeah. as their methodology i thought that was really fascinating oh my god i i i agree with you 100% i think it's like it almost should be taught as a um module in school in my opinion, because <laughs> I, I it would be massive, wouldn't it? Well, what I've what I've learned in in through my Everdone product and community is that GTD really is a lifestyle, and people go through a learning curve around it. You either embrace it, and sometimes you fall off the wagon a little bit, but it's it's easy to come back to and get back into it when you have support and you, you know, just get back to the basics. But the more you can read the book, uh, there's something to be gained every time that you do it. Uh, the, the better, you know, the better your, your mastery of it's going to be. So it is a process and learning it early on probably makes it easier to, <laughs> to, yeah. you know, make part of your aura. <laughs> Definitely. And um, one of the tools that was actually mentioned at the GTD Summit was Coda. 
Um, have you had an opportunity to explore it? You know, I talked to the founder and uh, certainly what he's doing is interesting. I've poked around at it, but here's the thing. I rely on people like you who kind of scan the entire environment and bring me nuggets of of details about kind of what's going on. I Evernote works for me in a comprehensive fashion, so I'm not necessarily looking to replace it. Uh, there, it has not let me down and it continues to support my needs and that in a comprehensive way. So I haven't looked at the details. I think what they're doing is very interesting. It's also more of a, uh, my perception is that it's more of a, um, like a business, like team level tool. And I'm a solopreneur. So my needs are a little different than what it, it shines at. And, and obviously, most importantly, you don't want to damage a system that works really well for you. So, yeah, that's it. I, it works great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stacey, after this episode, where can everyone find you? Sure. So harmanenterprises.com is my primary domain. Social links are there on the site, but I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter at Stacey Harmon. Fantastic. Um, And I I really appreciate you coming on and and diving into the GTD side of stuff. And and of course, the Evernote side of stuff, because we're looking to cover it a little more. Um, But Stacey, um, I'll see you in a sec, because we're going to be filming the Evernote uh, hacks feature. So um, I'll see you in a moment. But thank you so much for coming on. That's my pleasure. Thank you. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Thanks for listening to the Tools They Use podcast, a Keep Productive production. See you next time.